James Quest, bitch. Is that too much? Uh, it's so aggressive. Thirty percent uh, off their score of the trace. Yeah, dude. Just like this hostile environment. I'm not really digging it. We're all just trying to have a good time here. Yeah, like we had some time off. I was thinking we were going to come back. We we're going to have a good time. And then you're just like that in your face. Well, how about like maybe like a hi, welcome back. It's been a couple weeks, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That's the balance. I was I'm missing about. the point here, aren't I? You got it. No, you got it. Nailed it. <laughs> No, okay. that was that was the point. You're correct. Okay, cool. I don't know this what other point Quest. you could possibly construe from that. Y'all. This is yo, hey. This is Game Quest. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, did anyone else have a mental breakdown in the time that we were gone? Oh nah. yeah, definitely. Woo! All right, good. Okay, then we may have not planned it, uh, but it was just a mental health break for the podcast. So <laughs> here we are. Uh we are freshly broken down. And ready to build back up. <laughs> ready to <laughs> reconstruct. And this probably be the, torn yeah. down before before anything happens. But Well, Jacob's not here, so we're not going to get too torn down, you know? Right. Dude, I was telling uh, <laughs> I was telling Trace, and he didn't really like verify or tell me if it was a good idea or not, but Jacob said something in the chat about how he was looking forward to listening to us on the way back home. And I was like, man, we should just make an entire roast episode. And that should be the next thing that we <laughs> upload. So when he's coming back, that's all he's got to listen. Oh, yeah, we we'll just, just upload an hour long fart. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Do you think he'd listen to it? I think he would listen to 30 <laughs> seconds of it, which is know, man. way longer than anyone should. But it'd probably be at least a couple minutes. And he's like, this well, is going to end at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck he'd skip to the halfway mark. Well, yeah. OK, sure. Why not? Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him for traveling. What's... Fuck him for doing fun things and visiting his family. Fuck him. Yeah, I know. For having his a birthday, job like and then travels. Right. What the but... fuck? Whatever, man. Let's yeah, man. Last up. week, last week was not a freaking good week for, and I don't think anybody here. Oh, it was so relaxing for me. I just kind of chilled out. Awesome. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you soaked up what we were lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Lyle's got it made for another two really? weeks. Three three weeks. <laughs> so, Jordan, did you have any? Uh, did you have any news that you wanted to drop? Because I actually had a couple of things that I wanted to yak about that weren't exactly uh, gaming. Yeah, dude. Well, I've got some news that's not gaming, but yeah, dude. Um, I I'm probably missing stuff here more than usual. So uh, if anyone has any problems with that, just catch me outside. Uh, first things first. Taco. <laughs> I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get this I'm one out tired. of the way because I know no one actually gives a shit. Uh, NBA Live 20 has been delayed, and the only reason I'm bringing this up. Well, there's two reasons I'm bringing this up, actually. Most people, when they think of basketball video games, they think of the 2K series. And there's a pretty good reason for that. It's been the de facto, like, best game for, God, probably a decade now. Well, last year, NBA Live actually made some really cool changes. It might not have been quite as good, but I guess if you factor in, like, the microtransaction seediness that was in 2K, you might have thought NBA Live was a little bit better. However... A delay such as this kind of makes me think that they maybe changed a lot more things and maybe are going in the wrong direction. It also kind of parallels a few years ago when they were like, oh, we're changing the name. It's going to be NBA Elite and it's going to be great. And then they just didn't launch that year. So <laughs> <laughs> so and then they went back to NBA Live, obviously. So I don't really know what to think about this. Uh, the, the dev confirms that it is a, quote, different approach. So we will kind of see what happens when this comes out. All your players are uh, normally these games come out. That would be fucking great. <laughs> and it's just a golf game now. So have fun. Uh, 
<laughs> normally these games come out obviously like with the start of the season because that's like prime if you want to play that game you want to play at the start of the season but it's not gonna this one is not gonna do that so we can move on from this now the yeah, biggest thing i think uh what was it QuakeCon? QuakeCon just happened mm-hmm. and there were a few surprises that came with this not only did they show off doom eternal and its multiplayer mode uh battle mode is what they're calling it and it sounded pretty sick i don't remember all the actual details i just remember reading about it and going like okay i'll actually play that this time unlike the last one they also stealthily dropped doom doom 2 and doom 3 on just about every platform you can think of including your phones <laughs> which was kind of nuts um but didn't that have wait, it came, well that's ridiculous wait one more time didn't that have problems at launch like some kind of login issues oh, there was a yeah. thing there's a thing on switch where it required you to log into your bethesda.net account uh they said that that was like unintended that was supposed to be like for optional perks and things like that and that is going to be patched out that is not an issue on the playstation version which i played ah. uh yeah yeah i mean that's it's doom and shit yeah i don't know what you kind of want from that but i will say there's been no updating whatsoever in these games i booted up doom 3 and there's not even an option for subtitles like i feel like <laughs> that had to be there when that was on xbox Right? Like, it had to. I don't that know. game was, like, 2006, so who the fuck knows? I, I Yeah, but I feel like that's been a thing for a long-ass time. I, yeah, I, I don't know. But, yeah, there's been no updates. Like, the graphics are not any better. You can just play them on new shit. And I think that's cool because I fucking love those games. And I want to say it was, like, 20 bucks for all three of them. It's not really a bad I deal. I still have my original Doom discs and all the wads and all that other fun shit, so somewhere <laughs> yeah like i think most people by now own doom because it's been on every single steam sale since steam existed i think at one point you can get like all of id software's fucking catalog for like a dollar at some point so people already I mean, own doom. i'd have to have uh bios not bios fucking dos ms dos to run my copy but yeah i just load up dos box you'll be fine it's time I update that. That's what God games do anyway, so it's cool. But yeah, yeah I thought that was weird, especially putting them on phones. Uh, I've not looked at phone stuff. I do not want to pay for these games on a phone to see what oh. they feel like or look like or anything. But hell no. Uh, Doom 3 on a phone is fucking technically amazing if it works. So maybe somebody out there will do that and we'll see if that's even worth considering. Huh? But the biggest thing, the most fucking confusing thing that happened is uh, Peggy, the United Kingdom or European like ratings board, the ESRB equivalent. Yep. They have rated Doom 64 for PC and PS4. Interesting. Huh. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and just point out in case you didn't catch that Doom 64 was not rated for the Nintendo Switch. What, what uh, world are we living in? What is happening? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I would almost assume that it would be on there. Maybe Nintendo has a little more rigorous rating for their they're like, murder fest <laughs> they're probably just like we want nothing to do with doom 64 please <laughs> do not rip put and tear that. we well, don't do that here <laughs> yeah no like you can put doom 1 2 and 3 on the switch but you cannot put doom 64 <laughs> that game was something else that game was fucking yeah they tried i never i never played that one yeah you you maybe should when it comes out on pc like i'm sure i'll probably give it a shot bucks yeah it's it's basically a reskinned uh doom one and two not really 
it's it's its own thing and yeah, i don't remember like like very specific things about it obviously it's been a long ass time but it, it was a different beast that's for sure they don't they don't attach the 64 name to things that are just reskins you know they they do very weird things usually oh yeah true, true. yeah yeah so i'm interested in in kind of checking that out when that happens if that i mean you know it, it could not happen but usually these ratings indicators are pretty good something's pretty- going down yeah yeah uh in other news big ben interactive which is a publishing house that god they've they've put out just a lot of fucking games i mean i don't even know what their biggest thing would be they put out some rugby games the wrc rally games moto gp like they do a lot of we'll call them european style like sports and auto racing and things like that Mm -hmm. uh they did actually recently do warhammer chaos bane which is interesting (laughs) and um right i believe that's what it was yeah warhammer Um, is what warcraft got a lot of shit from correct yeah that was a warhammer game to begin with yeah um and most recently they published uh the sinking city which we've talked about on here more Uh, like the fucking stinking city yep worked the first time works every time and (laughs) they're also doing a vampire the masquerade game something 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 well they bought uh spiders the developers of god what the hell's the name of that game Mars Warlogs, Mars Warlogs, Technomancers, the one I was thinking flame, of. Yeah, all those the really middling RPGs that are right. <laughs> the like super C tier Dark Souls style games. Uh-huh. Uh, their new one, Greedfall, actually does look pretty cool. I'm going to be picking that up just for the um, the setting alone because that does look interesting. Yeah, that that definitely looks badass. So yeah, they they got bought by Big Ben Interactive and. Now, maybe now they'll have more money to make higher quality ga- like i don't want to say they're low quality <laughs> they're just very weird like they make really weird decisions they're very european like uh yeah there last you go last year elex that i played i enjoyed oh, yeah. it but it was rough <laughs> it's, yeah it's just like th- they're associated with fairy japanese games because they're they've been going for that like dark Souls style for a long time but they're doing it in a very european way uh, and I don't know how better to describe that to you other than yeah. <laughs> you're right. They feel European. So I feel like you should have to explain that. Well, you see, there's another bit of news here that I'd rather get to. Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> Death Stranding. Uh, the cast of that is fucking wild, right? Uh, yeah. One man in question, Mads Mikkelsen, almost didn't make it into the game. Instead, Kojima was pitched on one Keanu Reeves to play that role. However, you know how it Kojima sounded, is. It sounded like Shade, but because it's Kojima, I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah. No, I mean, you know Kojima. Like, he he has the people he wants to work with, right? Yeah. Like I'm just saying, wanted... like, the exact words that he used coming out of somebody else's mouth would sound shitty. Yeah, but so his, I, his actual quote was, I originally was recommended Keanu Reeves, but I wanted Mads. Like there was I, more to it. Though. He's a director. He knows what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there may have been more to that, yeah. but that was like, the, that's, that's the point right there. Right. Like, yeah, it could have been Keanu Reeves. I don't know how this would have like, if that would have even happened with the cyberpunk stuff, if he wouldn't have been in cyberpunk, I don't know. Really kind of weird that Keanu's like suddenly breaking into video games in like multiple places, potentially after having done one game in his entire life where he played Neo. <laughs> uh but hey cool like he's definitely having this like late career renaissance or whatever and and i think that's pretty badass but i 
I don't see Keanu Reeves playing what I assume Mads Mikkelsen does is like this bad guy, this like pseudo villain role. Like I would love to see Keanu Reeves stretch. I'd love to see him, you know, pull that out of his repertoire, but he's not menacing enough to pull that. No, like at least, at least (laughs) not yet. Right. When he's like, and the third one where he's praying, like when he's going to his like old, the old Russian place, right. He doesn't sound menacing. He sounds like fucking Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Like he would have to be vastly different. He would have to not play Keanu Reeves as he does in everything. So, I mean, I'd love to see him try. Um, I just, I would not have been anywhere near as excited about this uh this game as a whole or that role uh, as i am right now and as i am about like cyberpunk because i think he's going to be really good in that role so yeah we just could have had a very different death stranding experience that's for damn sure <laughs> but you just gotta you gotta trust the kojima i do i do oh, uh, yeah. die, die hard man like I'm, I'm in for it i wonder which one would have happened first and if he would have been in both or if he could have potentially only been Oh, well, cyberpunk, and not he cyberpunk. Did his, he did his stuff last year i believe so who knows point yeah i mean how long has kojima been teasing production stuff from death stranding like four two three years i mean it hasn't even it hasn't been that long i'll think considered it, it hasn't been as long as cyberpunk that's for damn sure yeah but yeah i don't know like it seems like both of those roles are pretty extensive right like uh cd project has come out and said like uh johnny what's his face whose name i forget yeah, silver hands. Oh, like, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny what's his face? Johnny, what's his face? They're saying he plays a pretty big role, and from you know what we know about Death Stranding, it seems like Mads Mikkelsen's character plays somewhat of a role as well. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It seems like the work on each of those, if it came at around the same time, would not have allowed him to do both. So, yeah. we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Bloody. Two more bits of news here. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, you may remember this game from a number of years ago that somehow is still getting support, even though it's by far the least publicized Ubisoft game, I would say. Yeah. You know, it's it's not Rainbow Six, it's not Assassin's Creed, shit like that. I well, just, they just got a. Yeah, well, I assume I that too. That's I what, haven't heard of it. That's why I'm informing you. Uh, this open world Ghost Recon game that drew some flack for their portrayal of Bolivia, let's say, uh, just got a new mode last week and it's called mercenaries oh and it's, it's a Royale. it's an eight player like pve thing uh you could call it battle royale sure where you're fighting other people to complete one objective there's like respawns in it and shit so it's not like you know they're not aping that exact same formula but it kind of works more like hunt showdown which i've talked about a few times oh okay where you're gathering intel to narrow the location of a rescue chopper and if you get three pieces of intel you find out exactly where that chopper is you get there it takes a minute to come in you have to like survive against um other players and ai controlled enemies and if you get on the chopper and leave you win it's that sort of thing uh it's pretty fun it's ghost recon wildlands like if you know that game if you like how that game plays you might just like this mode it's only eight players so it's not like it's this massive fucking undertaking I think the uh, the games I played were like 10 minutes. Like it wasn't anything longer than your, like your standard multiplayer. Oh, but that's I will say, interesting with such a big map. Yeah, uh, it, you're pretty like focused on the map. It's not the whole thing. You know, it, it doesn't give you the entire map, but it does give you a pretty big portion. Mm. But with collecting that intel and stuff, you're constantly being funneled to the same area. So that kind of works in its favor. Uh, they said they wanted to send this game off before uh, Breakpoint came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before Breakpoint comes out, they're like, "Hey, you know, our fans have been with us for a long ass time. Here's something for free. Check it out." Dope. Seems like the, 
seems like the reception's been pretty good. Uh, the criminally underrated multiplayer in that game. So it's nice to see them adding to it for sure. And hopefully that sort of stuff allows them to like make Breakpoint even that much more interesting. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, last thing, some more Ubisoft news. They announced the titles for their Uplay Plus, their subscription service. And I'm not going to read them all because there's more than 100 of them. But let's just say it's pretty damn extensive. Uh, things you'll get for subscribing, you'll get access immediately to Ghost Recon Breakpoint and Division 2 stuff. You'll also get some fucking classic bangers. What was the one you were talking about, Matt? Uh, Might and Magic? Oh, yeah. The entire yeah. Might and Magic catalog. You I'm get, excited like, for that shit. <laughs> all of Might and Magic. You'll get, you'll get shit like uh, the Rayman games, the Prince of Persia's. It's just like... If you can think of a Ubisoft game, it's probably in here. You know, there's. Well, I guess Assassin's you know Creed that kind of sucks that I bought every Might and Magic game when it was on sale for like thirty cents. <laughs> I could have saved myself like eight bucks. thirty cents. Yeah, or you know, not. <laughs> but well, who knows? <laughs> depends on how long you want to play them. You know, forever. Yeah, yeah you want to play them forever. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. So it's a pretty stacked lineup. Um, I would say like if you're the kind of person who's like, oh shit, I want to play through like all the Assassin's Creeds, fifteen bucks a month will get you fucking all of them. You can go back and play uh, Brothers in Arms. If you really have a hanker to play fucking the crew, you can do that. The South Park games. Uh, notably absent from this list though is Tom Clancy's Hawks, and I think that's a fucking bummer because i that, that was that playing game right that was trying to be yeah ace that was like the ace combat like yeah where you could like drift in your plane it was fucking yeah. weird but it was actually really fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> uh for me though uh you i can get access to that new rainbow six quarantine thing that's coming out next year and i think Ooh. that that might get me you know to sub for a month at the very least nifty yep but that's game news uh, i got a few here for movies though which i um, think I actually have one piece of game news. Yeah, which jump is, in. Which is pretty it's it's pretty irrelevant, but uh I had a story to go with it. But Blizzard announced that they are no longer manufacturing the physical authenticators, which I, I don't know if you guys ever had one of those. I've still got one somewhere. I do too. And I was I remember I would go back and forth between uh my friend andrew's house because he lived like right up the road so i'd ride my bike so many fucking times i would go to log into wow and that uh the authenticator window would pop up and, <laughs> and the damn thing was at home i can't believe i'm not skinnier like it wasn't on a keychain or something <laughs> it was on a keychain that was at home well i feel like you attach that shit to your bike i'm dude. not made yeah. of fucking keychains why not dude <laughs> Work on a quarter it. to get a fucking keychain? No, Come I don't. On, Find a quarter on the side of the road one of those 18,000 <laughs> times. Yeah, man. Make yourself a superhero. It's like sidekick shit, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Keychain yeah. boy. You, you should have just got a utility belt. You're right. I know there are uh, some people that have their original pet. I think it was like a corehound pup or something. Oh, yeah. But I, I still have that, so I'm excited that I have that memento that will be no longer available i don't even think mine worked that's 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 what happened with mine it stopped working like the battery finally went fucking dead mm. i think i replaced the battery in mine i i just the actual one from um yeah it's on an app it? now which is yeah. way more fucking practical but yeah that's all that was the only piece of uh game how, news that i had how the fuck did those things work 
I honestly I have, have never, no clue. I've watched videos on it. I still don't get how a string of randomly generated numbers gears the account. But it because like it wasn't like Wi Fi. Like no. I mean, it doesn't work <laughs> if you misspell if you type one wrong number. I wonder if you like generated a code, kept that code, and then the next time it asked you for one, use the same code. I wonder if that would work. Like, I wonder if it was that sort of thing. Uh, could interesting. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up again. Huh. Yeah, that's fucking like for some reason that has bugged me for a long time. Because they like, would now, hand them out now for you're free, like, and that's like some crazy type shit happening with those. Yeah, that's I interesting. Don't, I, you see, if you'd asked me, I would have told you they stopped doing that a long time ago. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, We've still been making them. Right. I have mine for WoW and I have mine for the Old Republic still. And the Old Republic one still works to log mm. on to it. I think I actually have one of those sitting around too. Because those came with the game, right? Yeah. They were like in the box. Maybe way back when Dual Factor was in its infancy. Yeah. Fucking crazy. All right. Well, let's get into some movie news real quick. Some pretty exciting stuff here. I'm not going to go over everything that Marvel announced at Comic-Con. Uh, I just want to see what has y'all excited for those of Thor. you who are interested. Thor. Okay. Yeah. Thor, Thor let's, yeah it's literally <laughs> the only one. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Right. So, Doctor Strange. I think Doctor Strange okay, is going to be real good because it's horror. At least those two. Yes. Uh, so Blade? Real, real quickly before we get into Blade, uh, Taika Waititi is coming back for Thor 4 as was speculated um but yeah, that'll be yeah. done after his suicide squad movie so he's not dropping out of that doing suicide? wait what it was what? not suicide squad uh, what the fuck there's the a one conflict is? of interest no, no. are you talking about james gunn <laughs> no yeah i was getting him confused with james gunn but he is working on some what the fuck is he working on i Duh. don't know because he just did the trailer for uh for jojo yeah for his fucking hitler movie yeah. um okay i'll i'll think of it but anyway yes he's coming back for thor 4 and I just Natalie Portman as Thor. I'm down. I'm cool. completely I down. Did, yeah. I did not see that coming. I didn't either, but it has precedence in the comics. So anybody didn't that is going to fit. Oh, 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 that's what I was saying. He, he's Akira has been pushed back because of, that's oh, what I was getting that's confused right, with. That's yes. right. Akira that's that's what it was. He wasn't going to come back for those movies. Uh, he was only in for the one. And then I don't think they even knew oh, that they no, were going to do another Thor. Natalie Portman, like she had a character, and she's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm she, not coming back. Yeah, she was like out. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was like because she Marvel comes much, out actually. like, here, you're going to be Thor, and here's fifty million dollars <laughs> for go. sure. Yeah, uh, she's like, I'm also it. wondering because Jane Foster has cancer when she is Thor, and being Thor is actually what ends up killing her. Because it stops the cancer treatments working uh, whenever she does her Thor. So yeah, I mean, I she's not going to survive long. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a one movie thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like just to send real Thor off into the sunset, get a new Thor, and like sort of be like, "Yo, this is the end of the movie. Here's what's going to happen in the future, probably." Yeah, yeah, but um, but we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, I'm also excited about that Doctor Strange thing. Fucking going full on horror okay i'm into it like uh, they said they are going to make it scary so let, let's go i want to see some shit <laughs> i'm still waiting for that fucking new mutants movie man <laughs> right oh yeah dude. <laughs> uh and so this is primarily going to be dr strange and scarlet witch as far as we know uh those are going to be the two main players in this thing do you outside guys think of that. that do you guys think that like a truly fucking mind-blowing end game level like end game tier uh movie could happen from the x-men universe i want yes 
a Mr. Sinister movie, but with the entire Marvel verse. Like, give us fucking Nathaniel Essex and... Um, they seem like fucking dollar store brand to, like, the super cool shit. Mix it in. Uh, they need to do fucking Apocalypse right and do it with Mr. Sinister. There's so many good villains that they can do with X-Men that'll include everybody and Fantastic Four that they, they need to do it, I, honestly. I don't There's really no... remember shit from any of the X-Men movies or any of the X-Men. I'm not talking from the movies. I'm talking like from the comics themselves. Yeah, right. just from X-Men. Uh, honestly, as actually, a thing. I will I will talk about this later because the newest X-Men comics that have started, I want them to do this this version of it. Like if they yeah. do that, it will be fucking incredible, I think. I've heard those are really fucking good. Oh my god. So I'm Jordan, excited. what do you think has to what has to happen for to have like a shit your pants level of movie come from X- uh galactus oh that'd be good like just so first of all uh they they did i think it was probably kevin feige uh talked about the fact that the fantastic four and the mutants are going to make their way into the mcu at some point he it's not talking about it now <laughs> yeah it's not looking like it's going to be in the next couple of years because i mean they forecast it out to what 2021 2022 yes. even um so you know, it's going to take them a while. They got to write shit. They got to fucking work out deals. They got to get people cast. They got to do all this shit. So if they bring in like, there are so many fucking X-Men. There are so many characters. They if they better start not bringing recast in, Hugh Jackman. Just get Daphne Keene to do X-23. Yeah. And that, that, would, on that, way. that would be the logical thing to do. I totally see do them. Hate Hugh Jackman? No, he, he's just the perfect Wolverine. Like, He's oh, yeah. oh okay. he's so tough he's to replace totally that to Wolverine. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. I thought you guys were shitting on him for a second. Oh, no, like, no. I was like, whoa, no, Hugh no, Jackman's no, no, no. like the one good thing that I remember <laughs> from any of those movies. <laughs> no, I think the cast in in those movies is pretty fucking spot on. Uh-huh. Um, th- like across the board. So yeah, I mean, I totally see them doing another Wolverine, like doing a new Wolverine because Hugh Jackman is not coming back, and yeah. he's just too big of i mean he's in all the fucking games like the one x-men that you see in every fucking game is wolverine you know like i know that's not exactly like a one-to-one thing but that's how big he is um maybe barely behind uh cyclops like maybe yeah cyclops and i would think colossus are like the biggest that we see but yeah they need to get like a shit ton of x-men characters and it needs to have galactus and that 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 could be really fucking huge for me anyway and i feel like that's their next step right like if you go to thanos if you're gonna have another like massive character it's got to be galactus right if they do that'd be badass so i have a feeling that secret war is going to be like the midpoint and mm-hmm. we'll start setting up for another you know existential threats that they're so known for which would yeah. be awesome if it was galactic yeah but they have said in the past that they want to kind of step away from this whole decade-long intertwining story yeah. thing so a lot of these movies that we're going to see that have been announced the black widow eternals shang chi all that stuff are going to yeah. be focused experience i mean black widow obviously it's a it's a prequel in many respects mm-hmm. um even this doctor strange like it seems like a lot of these things are going to be self-contained and then you'll have the threads that maybe like spider-man has and really and like it's that. a perfect time for modok <laughs> fucking a dude just say oswald is modok let's go oh. dude, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> if they fucking put modok on the big screen <laughs> i don't Hell even yes. <laughs> i will have no problems in the world like i won't give a fuck oh for sure dude the world's ending i don't give a shit like 
I got to see fucking Modoc on the big screen. <laughs> hey, provided they, provided they make him, <laughs> he has to look like Modoc. He can't just be oh, like yeah. a fucking dude. And they're like, "This is Modoc. He's our fucking right. IT technician." Like, no, fuck <laughs> no, you. Make him Modoc <laughs> for sure. Big ass head, tiny ass limbs, dude. Um, in well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, other thing of note: Blade. Blade is happening, and it's getting a fucking Oscar winner. Uh, Mahershala Ali, hell Mah- yeah! I'm glad you said it because it was tripping me up. Mahershala Ali <laughs> um, is going to be fucking Blade. I think that's goddamn nuts, dude. I love Feige's comedies. Like when Mahershala Ali calls you and says, "I'm going to be Blade," you fucking do it. <laughs> you fucking do it, man. He's <laughs> one of the few people who can call Marvel and call the fucking shots, right? <laughs> Uh, so th- uh, that's cool. They also announced just a bunch of fucking TV shows. The ones we knew we were coming. Uh, the one I'm most excited about is the What If series. I oh, love those What If cool. fucking comics. And they're gonna do the an animated past, like, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be animated. Gonna be uh, who the fuck knows what to like pun intended. But <laughs> that that has me excited. I couldn't give a shit less about the Hawkeye or Loki fucking TV shows. WandaVision sounds intense, like with its. 50s aesthetic and all this other shit i think wandavision since it's going to tie into doctor strange that'll be the one to watch yeah, yeah those just kind of sound like side projects yeah like falcon and winter soldier like oh cool yeah. i guess uh one of them is technically captain america now but awesome <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was that was the uh broad strokes of marvel at comic-con in other news i've been wanting to talk about this one for a long ass time John Carpenter has confirmed that two more Halloween movies are coming from the crew that did the latest remake. Interesting. Uh, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends are going to be in 2020 and 2021. And that's going to wrap up the like Laurie Strode, Michael Myers relationship thing. That, so they uh, have it was wrapped up. Back? One more time, Matt. So they have a what's your face back? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Uh, the At least most of the crew that worked on that other one, Danny McBride other people um are going to be coming back and and doing that um david gordon green was the other name i was thinking of uh but no lyle it didn't actually like wrap up it, i mean it's fucking michael myers it never wraps up right right the man can't fucking die apparently so very true right uh but i like that movie a whole fucking lot and yeah it was good if they, if they want to do two more if they want to like focus this experience and like tell a contained story much in the way that like rob zombie tried to and for whatever reason, you know, depending on who you believe, it just didn't come together. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Let's do it. I wish one of them was coming this year, but we're getting it at chapter two. So I think I'll be fine. We're getting a three hour at chapter. Two. Yeah. Fucking hey, God damn it. <laughs> what, is, what is it like? 245 to be specific. Two, like 245. Like yeah. 245. Yeah, God damn, dude. I'm so into that shit. I just started I reading the book. I hope they do fucking metaphysical shit so damn bad. I want that With fucking that kind of runtime. Yeah. <laughs> Give me maturing, guys. Come on, get into the weird Stephen oh, King shit. Can you imagine how much people are gonna fucking hate that? <laughs> oh, it's be nuts. The, the people who are like unfamiliar and they're like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Uh, <laughs> I, I, I need that. I need like a modern day Langoliers, and I feel like that's <laughs> fill that gap for me. Uh, but, but I think that was the news, at least as far as I was able to recall. Um, anyone else have anything additional? Nope. Not that I can remember, at least. Uh-uh. I'm virtually looking at Trace because I think he had something. But anyway, let's move oh, on. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I have something. Okay. Hey, what's I have up? two. I have two pieces of music. Uh, news, kind of. <laughs> I guess the other one isn't news, but I guess it is news that Chance the Rapper put out a new album. And I fucking love it. 
Man, he just put out a new album like two weeks ago, too. Fucks up with this guy. He didn't know that out. The acid rap came out a long time ago. Yeah, I know. I'm just, it just said oh, Spotify. Wow. I, was, I was being, it just finally showed up on Spotify. I'm just, uh, yeah, being. I think he finally added it to streaming services. It was like only on SoundCloud for a while. But yeah, yeah. have you listened to any of it? I have not. Damn. I will get there very soon. All right. Well, it's, and then, yeah, this one we can, uh, move quickly through as well because I'm the only person that fucking cares oh, about it. Is this uh, your tool? I was I was even trying to be courteous and move quickly like, through it because like I was the only person that you're, fucking. You're a tool. Oh, so I'm sorry <laughs> because I'm the only is person that, that you're gonna say the tool. I'm not allowed to share news on it. No, go no. ahead. Are you trying to silence me? Yeah, yes. can we fucking bleep this out? We're censoring this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. You do not talk about Tool on the podcast. Tool would have something to say about that. I what the, what the fuck is up with Tool, dude? They're they're fucking weird, and I love them. That's all I can say. But uh, right. so they've uh, there's been very long time since their last album. I, I'm not gonna. Oh, never mind. Actually, 2006 was their last album. Sure, been a bit. It's been a while. August 30th, they uh, actually Maynard James Keenan named it on the Joe Rogan podcast name the album it's called fear inoculum which is a very tool album name that's a very fucking tool album name yes yeah they may as well have just called it what the fuck do you think it is (laughs) (laughs) because that's coming from tool the new album it's a fucking tool album (laughs) (laughs) today But it uh, it releases August 30th. And also, it he also announced this on uh, Joe Rogan Experience or Joe Rogan Podcast. And Tool is coming to all digital media and streaming services, which is weird because I always thought that it was because he was some snob who was like, no, buy the album. Right. But he... Like the Metallica. Yeah, but Maynard fucking like owns a farm and a vineyard and a restaurant and he does all kinds of weird shit. He's got he's got his hands in a lot of things at once. And uh, I honestly think he kind of chalked it up to just being like out of touch and not really. He said he tries to stay off social media and he works a lot. Right. And he just does what he wants to because he has a massive sum of money. So he's like, hmm. I want to grow grapes and make wine because I like wine. Why is also just also just kind of old dude who made a shitload of money? Like, yeah, fucking do whatever the hell you want, really. Right. So yeah, th- they uh, that is coming Friday, the August second. Well, I for one can't wait. I bet you can't, Matt. I know you're shaking your pants over there. <laughs> Jordan, is there some- a single Tool song that you like? I can't tell you. Is that no? Then that could have been a I, no. I, I am, let's let's be honest. Um, my hatred for Tool comes from the people who listen to Tool and wear Tool T-shirts. For sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I could I could not name you a single Tool song, and if I heard one, I might be like, "Oh, that's Tool," but I doubt it. Uh, you could, yeah. One is hooker with a penis. Yeah. Okay, that if sounds. You ever like want to have one? In case totally. You have, yeah. Look, in that period of my life, I was listening to Corn, okay, and Freak on a Leash is still a fucking banger. So it's, it's what what I'm trying to say is that you guys are trashing on me for Tool and praising Corn. Okay, really upset. Go that fucking Corn is a dubstep band now. You know that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, that is, uh... Um, in other music news, that's gonna make your head hurt. Uh, are y'all familiar with the rapper Lil Yachty by yes. any chance? Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's not really related to what I'm talking about, but um, 
it's just fucking does weird. he not have a yacht no well uh, he might now but the weird thing is sugar ray the band you may be familiar with is releasing an album or has released an album called little yachty and i think that's funny enough to mention and that's about it <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know why. i have no idea why I don't, you know why? I don't know if there's like a friendship i don't know it's you know just what? a like, really weird like, thing to name your fucking album i like to picture that somewhere in the world lil yachty is sitting in a chair going naming your album what <laughs> <laughs> well at first he said who yeah. <laughs> who the fuck is this when when is this google, coming out <laughs> google said who the fuck's this old man and then his 45 year old manager named brandon's all i just want to fly I, I think it was going to be every morning that he sang, but <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. You know, six of one. Uh, so yeah, that's happening and we should move on. <laughs> Is that the last you have for news then? That's all I got for news, man. That's all the news. So shit. What did y'all do this in the last two weeks? You have to have done at least two interesting things. At least two things. <laughs> At least two. I think I have at least maybe like one and a half. I don't. I know. got three, and two of them I share with other members of this podcast. Oh, sweet! I got another I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to navigate this minefield. I think Matt should just go first. <laughs> I think Matt. Should All right. Well, first. I will definitely <laughs> go first. So I will start off with what I think is one of my top three TV shows of all time as of this moment. The one that put uh, me on the fucking watch list. <laughs> yeah the one to put lyle on the watch list oh I'm, whatever uh, did you mean <laughs> i watched the uh the boys <laughs> this which weekend. i searched for lyle, boys on amazon trying to buy boys on amazon <laughs> yeah jeffrey epstein yeah dude, so fucking amazon pops up on my phone it's all hey are you still interested in boys <laughs> no Amazon? Fucking shit. <laughs> it was a phase, all right? The fact that Amazon like doesn't think that that's weird is extra right. strange. They're like, uh, hey. Are you uh, sure you're searching for boys? We, we got what you need, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Amazon black market. Okay, that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways that is actually quite in the in the place of this show because this show is fucking nuts and i loved every second of it um oh i won't go too spoiler heavy but uh it is in very anti-superhero anti-hero worship kind of show where oh. the superheroes are celebrities and they are invincible jackasses and get away with just about anything that they can want. So just to give you an idea, this happens within the first five minutes of the show. Not really a spoiler. Dude and his girlfriend but are having a little heart to heart. Such a nice scene, don't they? Right there? Yeah, like it was like real heart to heart. Like, yeah, we're gonna get this, we're gonna move in. The flash equivalent in this show runs through the girlfriend like a bullet. And, and it does that like slow-mo bullet timey like slow down and you just see the viscera flying the giblets and it's just standing oh, there you the see jaw. the jaw the tibia oh. somewhere like it's fucked up and i was laughing my ass off like and dude oh, turns shit. around and he's like oh sorry gotta go and he's <laughs> <Yeah>. gone <laughs> so uh, yeah. that sets it up and it just <laughs> goes fucking hog wild from there and that's and yeah the, the craziest thing is i was like how the fuck are they gonna top that i mean they do good they do good that, yeah that, that scene that i that i messaged you about the other day lyle i was yeah. on the floor <laughs> laughing because that is the most absurd funny yeah. shit i've seen 
in a long ass time. But it's a good show. You get the characters very well acted. The guy who plays the main superhero, Homelander, is absolutely fucking terrifying. Like, it's Superman that went evil, but it's not cartoony. It's just like real rape and it's real oh, scary yeah. as hell. Um, it's is a good that, show. Um... Is that Carl Urban or no? No, Carl Urban oh. is the uh, like anti-human. Oh, okay. Because uh, I fucking I love Carl Urban. He's, he's yeah, my boy. He's so good. so good. Give me another fucking Judge Dredd movie, goddammit. Yeah, buddy. I'm down for that. Did uh, Did you read the comic books? No, but I actually picked them no, up I so I can um, oh, okay. read ahead and see what happens. Because the way the show ended, just like I saw it coming and then it actually ended. And I was like, you motherfuckers. And I was just laughing like i I can only laugh and i'm super fucking excited for season two which is already filming so hopefully it comes out fairly soon um it so there's kinda that sounds like if seth rogan and evan goldberg made the watchman kind of mm. but not really but to be clear they did make this um they did make this and they are in it <laughs> at one point as well so. nice okay cool Mm-hmm. So highly recommend, highly, 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 uh, unless you are turned off by intense gore. And uh, the list of things, like the first episode for this has a list in the ratings a mile long. And um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Don't go into it if you don't have a, at least if you can't laugh at shit like this. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe be, maybe be careful how you tolerance. search for this. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or don't... else you're going to end up like me. On a government watch list. Yep. Just just tell them that your priest told you to. Um, <laughs> you know, but here's the thing. When I bought oh, the uh, you know, things for the boys, I also bought like the plush set. So I'm I'm being thoughtful. <laughs> oh, you got the plush yes. oh my god. All right. So next thing I did, and this is a, it was there's a lot of really good shit that I think. So I started watching an anime called Dororo, and literally I didn't know anything about it. I was just laying in bed. I was like, I want a short show to watch. This will be great. Looked up the list of the se- the new stuff that came out this season. And this one, Kotaku described it as like, oh, dude with swords for arms beats up monsters in feudal Japan. I was like, that sounds like a lot of fucking fun. Let's watch that. <laughs> and then the first, that. Ep- <laughs> the first episode comes in. The first five minutes, my jaw is just on the floor. Like, holy fuck, this is really dark. <laughs> like, super fucking dark. And then it just gets worse from there. Like, this is not a happy show. This is like berserk-level violence and oh, shit nice. happening. And the last ones I just watched, like, I have never cried for in, like, a normal show like this before. I was bawling my fucking eyes out at the end of this two-part episode because it was just absolutely insane and heartbreaking. And the you know, you, it's one of those things where you know something's coming, but you're not expecting the sheer brutality of it happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just, mm-hmm. it was fucked. So I had to go to bed after that one. And <laughs> that was not a good fucking night. Yeah. Um, I'm only eight or nine episodes into it because it is super fucking heavy. I don't, I can't binge it. So got that going insanely good thumbs up for that um i also for the first time in about six years picked up a fucking comic book and uh they have a new x-men series that just started last week and i have never been more excited for a comic in my fucking so basically jacob 
if you haven't read it yet, go the fuck away for a couple of minutes. I'm going <laughs> to spoil the shit out of it because I know nobody else here is going to read it. Well, I'm so, totally going to read it, first off. Second off, where the fuck did you get a comic book? I ordered it online, and <laughs> okay. it was going to take two weeks. It was going to take two weeks to get here, so I bought it on Comixology just so I could <laughs> fucking read it when it launched. So it's still, okay. not, still not there. But uh, um, and so what? What real quick? What is the name of this series? Uh, House of X, and okay. then you've got Powers of X. It's a it's a dual series for now, and then okay. it's going to launch into something else next year. Um, basically, House of X number one, which is the the first one that came out. It's fucking creepy as hell. Like, that is the only way I can describe it. Like, you got the mutants. They're basically creating their own nation. And Charles Xavier pops up in the first couple of panels. And he's like, to me, my X-Men. But, like, the way it's set up, it's super fucking creepy. It's a smile that doesn't reach his eyes that you can't see. And it just goes from there. Like, you've got Scott threatening the Fantastic Four. It's real hard to describe without actually reading it. But basically the mutants have always been like outcasts and you know charles xavier is like yeah peace with the people with humans we're gonna do this it's like they just turned that on its head and it does doesn't get any better than the last fucking panel where it's magneto who is the most human seeming person <laughs> in uh, human seeming x-men i should say in this comic basically takes a whole bunch of world leaders to jerusalem and he's like i know you guys like your symbolism and your religion so here it is. You have new gods now. And that's where it fucking ends. And I think the X-Men are going to be bad guys. And I'm all fucking for it because that is just epic as hell. So yeah, turn that into a fucking movie. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like if they do X-Men <laughs> do this, because this is fucking nuts the way they're going with it. So I don't know. It's real hard to describe. You have to read it. The art's gorgeous. The writing's fantastic. I can't wait for this week's and the next 12 months to come out. So, oh, so good. Oh, very cool. I heard about that, I think, during Comic-Con. And I was like, oh, shit, that seems fucking cool. I read the last series I read was those Legion books. And those were fucking, I think it was, I think they were called Legion. Or they inspired the Legion TV show at the very least. And those were fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it read the last phoenix series which was two years no not two years six years ago and it sucks so i stopped reading x-men because it all sucked yeah it but, makes uh, sense it's all had a now. real bad downturn in comics over the last like decade they really did it's <laughs> so it's good to rough. see them getting some shit back in order and uh dedicating some actual you know talent to the x-men instead of just leaving them on the sidelines right so that's cool there um cool I also the fuck else was I say? I don't know, man. I just completely lost my train of thought. I logged on to Wow for like ten minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Spent the rest of the time there. crying and you, yeah, you I was doing like, some... fuck this. <laughs> I'm not doing this right now. <coughs> yeah, I, you surprised the shit out of me when you said you got back into Destiny early. <laughs> um, yeah, I logged on because I went to the bar with a couple of friends that I used to play it with, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, hop on." And then I hopped on, and then next thing I know. I'm back in it because later. there is a list of shit to do that is three pages long, quite literally. And I'm like, fuck, that's too much crap. I don't want to be sitting here in September not having some of this cleared out. So I started oh, playing that. And then today they dropped the Solstice, which is like one a yearly event where you get some shit. Except this year, the armor that you get will transfer to the new armor system and Shadowkeep drops out. So that's going to be the actual first gear you have. So... I'm going to grind my ass off for that. And it looks cool as shit, too. So Nice. That makes yeah. sense. I should rethink my position about waiting. I, so much shit. So much shit. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, so much shit to do. It's not all <laughs> dog shit. Awesome. I, uh, 
also played three rounds of Iron Banner today, and I did like way better than I thought it was going to be. So I like I like the new system they have for Iron Banner. It's not just capture the flag or not ca- or capture the point, whatever the fuck it is. Um, it's really cool. If you capture all three points, you start a wolf hunt, which locks down all the points, and the other team basically has to run and hide from you while you hunt them down and slaughter them or not, depending on how, you know, talented you are. Yeah. And then um, after that, it resets all the control points. So you have to go get them back again. So it kind of really helps the ebb and flow of a match a lot better than just tossing control points back and forth. It's cool. Right on. Very cool. That's about it. I think. All right. Uh, Lyle, what did you get up to that Uh, you share with people? Well, instead of that, uh, just the one that I didn't is uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I got that for the Switch. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, So I was griping a little bit to Matt today because uh, it is a really like perfect Lyle game for the most part. Um, But essentially, you're a character that goes to this school monastery thing and you choose to teach one of the three houses and uh, you have two different areas that you spend your time either in on the battlefield or in the monastery the monastery you do more like relationship building um and busy work fishing cooking things and then obviously battlefield you're going to be getting your experience and your uh, your skill ups and shit like that. But it's like, it's perfect for me. I like to min max. I like to level up and have my classes that you can specify into. They have like four or five different tiers of classes that you can get into. Um, but the farther you get into the game, the more time, like the more options in the monastery and the more time you spend there. And it's now at the point where literally every time in between a battle, I go to the monastery, I'm in there for an hour and a half, but the battle only took me 10 minutes. Mm. So it's kind of, kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm wondering if there's going to be like a break point where it goes, okay, you finished with most of your monastery shit. Now you're going to be leaving and, and, and going out on your own kind of thing have have you hit any sort of time jump in there because i can't imagine they wouldn't have one Mm, no but they're they talk see here's what gives me hope is like a lot of the characters talk about what they're gonna do after school and like what they do when they get out or like if they talk about having arcs where they have to they have other responsibilities to take care of so they may have to leave school so it makes me think that there's something else outside of it yeah Yeah. something i can't see him doing just that for the entire dude i mean if it gets to the point where i'm doing 10 minute battles and like three hours in a monastery (laughs) dude i'm already taking breaks like i'll do my monastery (laughs) shit and i'll look at the bulletin board and i'll do a quest and then i'll get something to eat and i'll come back and i'll do another quest in my fishing and then like oh well now i gotta go hunt down all these items and hand them out to people that lost them I don't know, dude. So it's it's good-ish. Like, it, it has got so much potential. <laughs> but it's giving me also a little bit of motivation to uh, finish up with a game that I've been playing that I share with Jordan. Uh, we both yeah. have been playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah. How do you feel about that, man? Um. So no. my... I've not played an Ultimate Alliance game since like the second one came out. Like right, two months after that came out, I stopped playing that game. Um, it's 
it's real beat em up. Like it's a fucking beat em up game. Uh, I think the roster is really good for the most part. Uh, God, who was the fucking who's who's the most surprising character on the roster for you, Lyle? Um, I don't know. Ghost Rider is one that I felt like was kind of cool. But like, I don't know, man. Is is that surprising to you? A little bit, yeah. Included? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, because like a lot of the basically well, what I was looking at is what characters have been in in the the greater picture basically and right. the ones that are outside of the the big cinematic universe i'm like oh shit that's crazy yeah i mean it definitely has you know you're you're like you start off playing as the guardians of the galaxy right you right. run into all the avengers uh, i thought it was pretty surprising that they have miss marvel in here oh yeah um, i forgot about and that fucking elsa bloodstone the definitely fuck? like yeah. uh, where where what no <laughs> i had to look fucking, i had to look that up actually fucking long so it's like that was only a very short thing i want to say mm. like i like i want to say that was less than a year long of a character in existence Dang. and i i just thought she was fucking cool because she had all these fucking guns and shit and she was like this pseudo vampire hunter thing i think and it's cool that she plays like a hundred percent differently than the other classes yeah she's like I, I, I was like oh shit that's awesome that she's in there i want to play her and it, it i think it's a little too different for me right oh, yeah. now uh mm-hmm. as i'm trying to get through the story i'm just trying to get the most punchy motherfuckers i can pretty much just so yeah. i can knock people around and knock people off ledges uh but i think it's good like uh the camera setting that you recommended the hero that's, camera or whatever i that like that a lot brings it in closer i do think that's a lot better uh still it becomes very fucking hard to see what the hell's going on every once in a while you get that like where it'll zoom in so much you can't even see yourself yeah and i'm just i'm just hitting the attack button like that's (laughs) that's all i do i i will say that my trigger finger gets sore dude from holding that (laughs) 100 percent, like 100 percent. i will say i have two disappointments about it and one of them is like there's there's no like items in this game like i i think this game could have really benefit from some sort of collecting of like actual items that give your characters like real meaningful bonuses Instead and like differences like, here's a purple crystal yeah like here's a purple crystal put it on anybody like it could have right. been i mean they could have done a lot more costumes like from what you've said anyway you, i think the costumes you're farther than me yeah i think the costumes you could use a lot a lot of them are like black and white versions there's a couple of them that are black and white versions or like grayscale stuff that actually come from certain comic arcs that are that are neat like the deadpool one looks really cool um, yeah but, but a lot of the time they're like well it's the same exact thing except for the yellow on the suit is now blue right and like they had they have so much to draw from. Oh yeah. They have so much. Oh, and yeah. I, I really thought this was going to be like the big one, right? Like this was going to be, you don't need to balance anything. You just put as many fucking characters as you can and they can still do DLC and they have announced yeah. characters and things like that, but they just didn't go as all out as I thought they were going. Yeah. To. I kind of wish that they had different costumes that you could unlock that would spe- uh, specialize your character in different ways. So like yeah. maybe you hit mile marker or uh, milestone level 30, you get a certain costume that would switch up. I don't know, to more ability damage or something. I don't know. Like give you some different moves or like change Thor into lady Thor or like, (laughs) yeah, dude, a fucking lady Deadpool. Like who who the fuck knows? Like you could have done so much shit there. Um, And I also think that it's meant to be a co-op game, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it's meant to be that. 
And that's really exemplified in the fact that your AI partners are fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, well, so many of the boss battles devolve or not like I don't want to say devolve because I don't think they're bad, but like they end up being you're fighting a character. Let's take Ultron, for example, uh-huh. who has a lot of like steady beam attacks, right? Like, so he spins around and he's shooting this beam and you have to run away from it. So you don't just fucking get caught in it. Mm hmm. But your AI just stands there. <laughs> he, like, yeah. There's there's one in particular. There's there's one in particular where he calls in, you know, extra Ultron bots. I don't know what the fuck they're actually called off the top of my head, but yep. they you're on this launch pad and they position themselves on the edge of the launch pad and you see this like yellow glow, which is where they're gonna shoot, and they shoot for like five seconds. And so you as a person, as a human who's not stupid, you're like, oh, I need to get out of the yellow spot. And you stand in the middle of two beams, but your AI people do not move. Well, if they're <laughs> if they happen to be positioned between them, they're fine. If they happen to be positioned in them, they just stand there and fucking yeah. get roasted. You know, like, the other problem I had with that is like I really wanted to launch them all off the edge because they just jump right on the edge. So I'm getting into it and I'm launching them all off the edge. And that's so much fun that you don't know so that he's fun. dropping his head to shoot that big ass sweeping beam. Yep. Oh, it shreds man. everybody every time, dude. Like, it, like they are not moving. You need to no. move. Because, so, like I was telling you, I beat that fight with one character because everyone else fucking died. And if you're paying attention, the shit's not hard to dodge, mm-hmm. but you have to fucking dodge. So it was just yeah. that. I think is like the biggest shortcoming of the game is like if you do not have at least one other person to play with, I assume that you can. Play Could you with- imagine how fast that would go if you had? two like okay if you had four players and each set of two was synergizing the whole time oh god yeah like every fight would just be like cake and there are also unfortunately some of those um like the infinity trials they're little like challenge bits that you can do Mm -hmm. some of those seem like legit impossible to play by yourself because there's there's one fight in particular against dr octopus where you can pretty much only damage him with synergy attacks Mm -hmm. and if you're other people no matter how your build is if your other people are not throwing enough special attacks for you to synergize with you well, can't, it's a you're guar- not gonna beat him it's a guaranteed synergy though if you hold the right trigger you hold the right okay well See, and, they, and they have to fucking be, they have to be standing so if you do the right bumper it's a solo attack if you do the right trigger it's a synergy but they have mm. to be like positioned near you and they have to be standing not getting hit and stuff. Oh, okay so you just fucking spam that and then you get right okay see that is gonna make things so much fucking easier for me. <laughs> sorry i didn't come up with that sooner no, i that's just didn't cool. even think about it that's cool but like i that totally gets into like this game has a lot going on with it mm-hmm. and they don't always explain everything yeah uh yeah. but yeah i mean it's cool i think it is very strange that you can play as the wasp but you cannot play as ant-man <gasps> wait what I yeah think that's, that's weird right but let's just say the wasp sick so good oh she's really good do yeah, you but... get bonuses from having certain teams together kind like of yes. it's not like the old ones where it's like these five people will give you this certain buff it's like uh-huh. each person has uh four to six am i right four to six or four to eight i think so traits yeah so like uh, you know original avengers uh new avengers web slingers whatever that kind of stuff yeah and like agile characters on... even 
Yeah, oh. depending on how many you match up of what color, you get a percentage bonus to a stat. Gotcha. You, you can get those multiple bonuses, you know, like yeah. you can build, um, I don't even know off the top of my head, but like um, Black Widow, for example, is in the Avengers. She's also like an agile character. She's a um, well, with a femme female fatale. femme fatale. There you go. Oh, and yeah. so you can build using several of those using, you know, uh, Captain America, also an Avenger, also agile. So you're going to get the like speed bonus or whatever. And then the mm-hmm. Avenger bonus, which is, I think, like strength or something. But oh. so you can you can definitely go crazy with like min maxing the hell out of this. Oh, yeah, dude. And depending on your team comp, too, you can like add up what the percentage is going to be. So the one that I got stuck with, basically, I like the characters anyway, so it wasn't that bad. But I found out that you can get I think it's 24 percent, which is like super high, really. Um, with having the X-Men. So you have like Nightcrawler, uh, Deadpool, Psylocke, and Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like all strength and vitality, which is just a different play style, I guess. That's how I do it. Yeah. Incidentally, not necessarily related to anything really cool that they put Venom and Magneto as playable characters. Oh, I love it, dude. Like, I, I did not see those happening. Magneto's really cool too. Like he plays, he's got some cool abilities. Yeah, I have not gotten him yet. I just you you told me about him. So and Loki, dude. Oh god, don't know nothing about that. Fuck that guy. (laughs) No, but like you can do these like little frost decoy things, but they actually cast frost spells too. Oh, Oh, it's it's neat, dude. Neat. Yeah, really. And what else did you do? That's it. That's all I got. Oh, okay. I thought you had a third thing. No, the third thing was that show, The Boys. Oh, yeah, you did talk a little bit. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead. I did some shit. I played a game called 1980X, and I bet I bet you can probably figure out kind of what this game is. Um, it's an indie game, and it has five, I want to say five different, like, game types in it. So it's all pixel art. But it has your like your Streets of Rage style, your like style, your uh, I don't even I don't even know what else. Like there's it's just a bunch of different like 80s style games mashed into one, like in one cohesive story. Um, The only thing I really want to say, it's it's a really cool game. It's 10 bucks. Like it's not going to fucking blow your mind or anything, but it is really, really well done in the art department. The like. The animation, let's say in the Streets of Rage portion, which is like your first one, um, the animation of those characters is really fucking good. And it plays exactly like you expect a Streets of Rage game to play. So, you know, you know what you're getting there. Um, it just it looks fucking good. It plays like faithfully to the classics that are, you know, the obvious inspiration for this. Um, yeah, just a like kind of neat, like cyberpunky 1980 style fucking weird mashup of things uh i also played a little bit of bloodstained speaking of like old style games um that's the new one from the i don't you can't really call him the creator of castlevania but oh that one okay um yeah koji Ijirashi, and this was kickstarted there was like an a pixel art thing that came out i don't want to say last year uh but this is definitely the name of the game is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Like this is this is a <laughs> Symphony of the Night style Castlevania mm-hmm. game. And God, it's not really f- no, and not very subtly at all, but it's really fucking good. Uh I don't even 
I don't even know where to go with this conversation. Like, if you, <laughs> if you like if you like Symphony of the Night, if you think Symphony of the Night was fucking the best Castlevania, and you want to play another game that's like that that has you know a bunch of equipment and inventory and like upgrade shards and things like that, like get this game. You will definitely love the shit out of it. Yeah, it's forty bucks. It's not cheap, but god damn it, is it is it like the logical conclusion to Symphony of the Night? Like, definitely for sure. The fuck. <laughs> Who knew who knew that anyone would want that in 2019? <laughs> right. <laughs> People definitely did. Uh, another one I spent a little bit of time with, and this one just fucking blows my mind. Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle. Do I want you want that? I'm not gonna yeah. Um yeah, I think you do want to know. <laughs> so this is the third Attack on Titan game in this series of third person action games. And I played the first two at least a little bit. And they, this one doesn't change much of anything actually from the like gameplay of the other games. It's you're using your, I forget what they call the omnidirectional fucking zoom machines. You're attaching to Titans. You're ODM slashing gear. them. Yeah, the ODM gear. Uh, you know, whatever the fuck they are. You zoom, you zip around. You zoom around. Um, you're anchoring into the environment to move around. Your anchoring to titans you're slicing them in the back of the neck to fucking kill them you can even attack like specific points on the body it's actually like a really well done version of what attack on titan is in its action sections and it is a very faithful recreation of the story of the anime however this being the third game in the series and being called attack on titan 2 final battle yeah I what of, i kind of expected that this would be i don't know centered around season two maybe having something to do with season three instead you boot it up you start the story mode you start at the very fucking beginning what? <laughs> and i don't think that that's necessarily like a bad thing it's just it's weird it's but really as somebody weird. do as you somebody go played, through all three i did not get that far i don't know total of nine games i got to the point of i don't, I don't even know i got a few missions in and i just couldn't do it anymore because I, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that long ago that I played the first Attack on Titan game, which took me through the exact same story. And then I'm brushing up on the anime, so I'm seeing the exact same story again. It's it's really it's just really fucking weird. Like if this is the only game in the series that you've played, you're probably like, oh, this is fucking cool. I'm gonna see all this story. <laughs> if you played the other two, you're like, oh, I get to see this story again. What is this? A fucking Dragon Ball Z game? I get to have the same fucking story shoved down my throat. It's not <laughs> how, it's not cool. Like how comprehensive is the story? Because maybe I just play the game. <laughs> it's, it's not it doesn't get like the nuances. Like, Damn. for instance, there's a really good character moment in the beginning of the anime where the uh, God, I'm blanking on everything. The Rangers, what, what the fuck are they called? The people, Scout the, scouts, <laughs> the scouts, the scouts come back and this woman runs up and she's like, what, where's my son? What happened to my son? Uh, and they're like, yeah, he didn't make it. And she's like, oh, at least tell me he died for something. And the dude's like, no, he died for nothing. Like, no, it didn't make a difference. Like that <laughs> is not there. Um, but it does have the like, they're, they're all the scouts. It's like are all, the cliff notes. Yeah. Like the drill <laughs> sergeant's fucking screaming at him. And then there's a fucking muffin or whatever the hell it is so <laughs> it's just it's it's not like extremely comprehensive but it'll get you like the action beats and the the main character moments and that sort of shit so get, give it a sh it's a fun game like i think it's actually really fun what's it on uh it's it's on everything as far as i oh. know wow yeah yeah uh, i i played it on um i played it on pc so i assume that you can also 
play it on PC. Um, and I have the first one on PlayStation, so I'm assuming it's pretty much everywhere. Anyway, that's Attack on Titan 2. Oh, what else did I do? I played Space Junkies, but I don't really have much to say about that. Uh, it was originally a VR game where you're like zooming around in zero G space shooting at other dudes. Uh, they finally put out a non VR version of this game and it's not just not fun (laughs) like the way the game is made is for vr so you can like aim at people and like so when you said space junkies and vr i heard hover junkers and i got yes i I also (laughs) thought that this was hover junkers until i started playing it and i was like you motherfuckers dude i love even though like the functionality wasn't even all there it was so fucking fun to get shot a whole bunch hover junkers <laughs> was one of the best vr games the hands it definitely the best multiplayer vr game i've i've played for sure the thing that pissed me off is like i was so bad at it first of all but like i was so bad at it that i was convinced that no one could be as good as some people were right you know what i'm saying like they were fucking uh-huh good sometimes and i was like there's no way dude <laughs> but they were saved your fucking grandpa's rigs you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> uh so yeah that game is not meant to be played in non-vr so don't fucking buy that game in a non-vr setting <laughs> i implore i implore you don't do it uh and that was a beta by the way that i played so who the fuck knows but i doubt it's gonna change that much Lastly, I played Gears of War 5. They did a technical test and I played some of that shit. Um, hmm, it's Gears of War, like 100%. They did a really, really fucking weird thing, though, and I might be the only one in this room that's going to hate this, and I'm sure there's a controller setting to change it, but I didn't hey, even look, to be honest with you. it's your tool moment. Yeah, it's my tool <laughs> moment. Uh, normally, so there's, oh. there's, a, there's an assault rifle in gears of war which shoots bullets and it's got a fucking chainsaw on it right like that's the gears of war thing despite the fact that everybody uses the shotgun in every situation ever that's the (laughs) gears of war thing and normally b is your melee button you hold b that revs your chainsaw they decided to switch that to now you hold the reload button to rev your fucking chainsaw or to use any of the other gun attachment style weapons and i think that's fucking weird that is really fucking weird bro and i don't think you should do that uh that's the most like meaningful change there's different uh game modes in this one actually (laughs) i played the escalation mode which i thought was really cool where you you're like doing a point capture there's three points right and you know whoever has the majority of the points their score counts up higher right you have a certain number of respawns And if your whole team dies at the same time, you lose the round. So you have to kind of pay attention to who's alive, whether I should get in this fight or not, that sort of shit. It's the first to seven, though. So it's first to seven round wins. At the end of each round, the winning side gets first pick and they can uh, spend like ammo and like credits and shit to drop a weapon on the map. So like, say, near your spawn, you want to drop a fucking flash grenade. You can totally do that. So it has this like teamwork strategy going on kind of across the board that's totally not the typical gears of war i'm just gonna run at this dude with a shotgun and hope that i'm better than him and i think that's really cool like i think that's probably the best addition i've seen to the game so far now is it just like uh like you said flashbang as an example do do they have other 
like higher tier things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as you as you continue to go in, like through your first first couple of rounds, you're not gonna have enough points to get like the good shit. But you can drop right. It's it seemed like you could drop any weapon if you have enough points or oh, shit. Wh- whatever the currency was, you know. Um, but some of those things can only be placed in certain places. So like you're not gonna get the grenade launcher and put it on your side. You can just pick a spot in the middle of the map to place it. Uh, obviously, uh, the other the other team can grab that too. But it's like this sort of wh- which area are we more adept at taking over? Like, oh, we get the low side pretty easily in every round. Let's drop this thing here. Let's go do that same thing. And then we got it right. Yeah, that sounds pretty the, cool. The other team is also going to ramp up their fucking forces for that. Right. Or you could be like, oh, I'm going to put a sniper here. Everybody loves a fucking sniper in Gears of War because the heads fucking explode. Everyone loves that shit. <laughs> we're going to put a sniper on this end as a distraction. And then we're going to go up top, get behind them, fuck them up, do what we do win the game you know that sort of thing so it requires you to actually like communicate with your teammates to work effectively but it's totally like the coolest mode that gears of war has had probably since they invented a new genre with the horde mode so i dig it dope well all right man i hope you enjoy your new tool album yeah thanks (laughs) i will fuck Um, face yeah um and then i watched uh once upon a time in hollywood but i think we'll talk about the we'll do a little spoilery talk about that at the end because um i think me and matt have a lot of things to say about that and uh maybe you know if any of y'all want to listen to that but i don't know what to say without spoiling it so <laughs> yeah there's no way to say anything without yes yeah. just, just say okay okay <laughs> okay is exactly what i said at the end of that movie okay <laughs> <laughs> it might have been an okay or like an oh okay who knows i'm not gonna divulge that stay tuned uh trace what you got so um we finally watched into the spider verse which i regret waiting so long fuck yeah you fucking hey, Christ, huh? yeah the soundtrack for starters was killer mm, fuck yeah and just the whole movie was i don't i i think it was the animation that freaking sucked me in because it was so different and I was like, I need to pay attention to this. And it drew me in and the writing was good. The story was good. And everything just came together so fucking perfectly. In that it's movie. the best way to portray a movie if you want it to look kind of like a comic book. You know, oh, yeah, not even kind of like a, like there. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. For yeah sure. As like the comic. Te- well, for starters, they like a lot of the the textures had like the dots that are yeah. that you see frequently in like the graphic design of comic books. And then yeah. like the, the little text boxes that would show up or like the, the sound effects that would pop up. You're like, Oh, that's cool. But it wasn't, it wasn't like done so much to where like the whole background of the movie was just like borderline unwatchable because it's so fucking just chaotic. Yeah. It, was, it was just, it was kind of no, spooned in here and there and it was perfect. No, I mean, it was, it was for, like, I think you could probably look at any individual frame of that and be like, oh shit, that's a comic book panel. Like, yeah, it, it gave you the important shit up front and it had like a cool background if you wanted to see it. And yeah, ev- everything, everything about the visual style of that movie was fucking beautiful. Also, the addition to the uh, roster of Ultimate Alliance with Miles Morales and Spider Gwen. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. No, that was that was surprising as well. The Spider Pig. Spider Pig was fucking great addition. And Spider Pig was great. Voiced Nicolas by John Cage as, uh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage Spider-Man as Spider-Man Noir. Spider-Man Noir. Wait, the what? Really? Anime. Yeah. yeah, that was Nick- <laughs> what? You didn't you notice know what? It? You know what? How did you not Maybe. notice that? Did I not say didn't I say during Spider-Verse? Is that Nicolas Cage? That's totally Nicolas Cage, dude. 
I swear to God, I think I said that because now that I remember it, I'm like, oh, yeah, there was somebody in that movie that was like highly suspect to me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I guess Nick, uh, it was Nicolas Cage. I have a horrible memory. Yeah, the, you know, Oscar winner Marshall Ali also in that movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna look up the cast instead uh, of instead I mean, of being ridiculed. Uh, Chris Pine is a Peter Parker. Um, Jake Johnson is old fat Peter Parker. I don't, I don't remember who else. Uh, Spider Ham is John Mulaney, which I fucking love. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, Zoe Kravitz I think was Mary Jane in that movie. Um, I don't remember who else, but there were they all did a fantastic job, regardless of who the fuck they are. That that was a really well done. Yeah, everything animated. That one, right? That one animated picture. It did. If I okay, good. Yes. Uh, all right, so I'm not up in arms. Um, yeah, I would have. I would have been. I am kicking myself in the balls over not watching that before it was on Netflix. Like, I wish I would have watched that in a the theater. At the very least, when it hit Netflix back in like November, Jesus. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I I haven't tested it recently, but I can kick myself in. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, don't do that just yet. Tell us what else you did. Um. Well, I wa- Okay, so who have any of you guys seen The Lion King? I no. will watch that no. when it comes out on digital. <laughs> I'm not going to a theater for it. I went with my parents, and it was a fun trip because that was like that was like my movie growing up. I had uh, Simba and Nala matching comb and brush. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that that movie was my shit. So I went to go watch it with my with my parents, and I don't even know how to to really explain it, but the movie is visually fucking beautiful. Like it, well, it, it's it's yeah. mind shattering like, to walk to look at it and be like, this is all anime. But like too much, right? Like not that, that's, too, not, that's it's not that it's animated too much. It's that for what they're trying to do with it, you lose so much emotion from a human to a photorealistic animal. Yeah, because it's it's too realistic, is what I mean to say. Like, like like Pumbaa, Pumbaa telling you to not worry about things with those fucking cold, dead warthog <laughs> eyes. Woo! It was like it was like, oh, what's going on? But honestly, the yeah, is uh, is Timon a meerkat? Yeah, okay, yeah, probably. Honestly, however, I, I did just rag on Timon and Pumbaa. They are Seth Rogen and uh, and Billy Eichner are. Uh, are, I think they are probably the stars of this show. Sure, as they should be. Yeah, uh, there was a couple Seth Rogen laughs, which I will not uh, <laughs> attempt to recreate. Oh. And Billy Eichner, I was just fucking hilarious. And honestly, like the kind of the panicky, the panicky meerkat almost came across in the photorealistic animation. Okay. And it worked. What about uh, what about John Oliver as Zazu? John Oliver as Zazu. It was pretty fucking good, man. It was really good. And the fact that he was just a bird and it's like, well, birds don't birds ain't shit. So I don't expect too much of him. But yeah, John Oliver uh, made Zazu a little took him up a level from being just a weird bird that showed up in a lot of the shots because he's he's, right on. And also, I don't know if there's any speculation on this or if you guys weren't sure, but pretty much this movie is just a shot for shot, almost line for line recreation of the first movie. Oh. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Is like that's the problem. Is that yeah, they not, short not, the not songs only, and shit? Songs are shorter. Uh, there is no fucking are you aching? Yup, yup, yup. For some bacon? Yup, yup, yup. <laughs> He's a big pig. Yup, yup. You can be a big pig too. Oi, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, yeah, uh, I, I have no interest in that. And no. they sing, "Can you feel the love tonight?" 
it like almost it almost looks like high noon. <laughs> high noon. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, that was weird. But yeah, um, Kendra has a better recollection of the first movie than I do. And she said that like even the ending, like the fight with uh with Scar and Simba at the end, the lines are all the same, like that like him like popping up out of certain places. It's like, yep, that's the same as the animated one. So yeah, I don't know. I'm Did just they have s- the dicks in the puddles still. <laughs> I did not notice any penises in this. There's like sex in the crowds. Yeah. Had I known that, I would have been on the look for penises, but I didn't know that there were any hidden. Let's be real. We just always assume that you are. So. Yeah. It's a Disney Another- movie. You assume that there's something in there. Right. Another thing that kind of fell short with it is that like lions generally look similar. Yeah. But there's not a lion that looks like Scar in the. Right in the wild you know like animated scar in the wild doesn't exist and it would look fucking freaky and it would look unnatural with how real everything else is and so scar is really hard to determine from anyone else that fucking oh, sucks fuck. that's yeah. sucks so weird hard. i mean he like he he has less hair but the scar is not like prominent on his face what the fuck? His name, yeah, fuck that. Like his main, his main looks different from the rest, but you have to really look. You can fucking scar a lion, okay? Like if you really tried. So just bite the bullet and make a fucking lion with a scar. God damn it! What do you mean they actually get scratched in the wild? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They'll get their fucking heads. They'll get their jaws broken by fucking. What is it? There's a bird that'll break <laughs> ostriches. Yeah, ostriches will fucking break jawbone. Damn. So I learned something. I can't. I, I can't say. <laughs> much I don't know about if that's it true. Because... I have got a lot of whiskey in me. Don't. That's whiskey facts. Whatever. Uh, we'll take it to it Twitter. <laughs> Did you know? But anyways, dude, I can't say much about these movies because I know that based off of everybody else's excitement about them, I know that this is me being a dick in the same way that people were dicks when I was like, oh, man, this uh, comic book movie coming out. Pretty cool. And they're like, oh, what? Fucking who wants a comic book movie? Like or or uh, fantasy shit. Like, you know, when I started watching Game of Thrones, shit like that. It's like people hate on certain things and I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but also like <laughs> why the fuck do we need live action disney movies because that's fucking stupid so the only one they should do live action is atlanta because i think that's the only one that would actually translate fairly well or no i am looking forward to mulan too because they are doing the actual legend of mulan instead of the movie yeah i'm not really certain okay so just based on the fact that they're not recreating the damn thing yeah kind yeah, of like makes a could, difference you can make it, it looks fucking live like, action a wushu film than anything with that one so also they took out uh what the fuck what was his what was the dragon's name in mulan he's not in there yeah no yeah, he shouldn't have been. what is his name i don't want to <laughs> say mushu and be racist mushu. it is mushu okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i nailed it if his name wasn't mushu and was like, oh is his name mushu it would have been fucked up you already yeah, said you know all what? lions look the same <laughs> You know, speak, oh. speaking of racism, I'm just going to air this real quick. Uh, we were watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bruce Lee comes on screen, and Elizabeth looks over at me and says, is that Jackie Chan? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. She, she, me- she meant to say the right person. She just got the name wrong. It wasn't oh, that, but it was, it was just oh, fucking, I started laughing so hard. <laughs> Oh, actually, real quick, uh, before we move on from before we move too far past Lion King, uh, Beyonce fucking sucked. Oh, yeah. Beyonce is a 
okay. fantastic singer and she her name is on very popular songs and I will never try to take that from her um but she is not a voice actress sure and yeah. a lot of her yeah. almost all of her lines came off as just extremely fucking cheesy they were not well delivered and i don't know <laughs> if it was the writing for nala but it seemed nala seemed okay until the little time jump during hakuna matata happened and then <laughs> after that i was like nala is really a lame character right now. okay i i believe that first off but second off i i have a i have a bone to pick and it involves Beyonce, okay? Before this movie I came out... I have a out, rumor on this, too. Go on. Okay, well, maybe I'll answer your rumor. Um, but maybe not. So, before this movie came out, they put out those really fucking cool character posters. Did you guys see those? Where it was the, yes. the actor and, and the animated animal. So, it had, like, Donald Glover and, and Simba and all this shit. Uh-huh. Noticeably absent was James Earl Jones. No fucking James Earl Jones in any of the, like the press photos. So the one in question, there's a big shot of like all the cast members, all quote unquote. And James Earl Jones was not there. Were Come we to lied fight. to about James Earl Jones being Mufasa? I don't think you could fake that. Do you think it was James Earl Jones? I thought it was James Earl Jones, but I'm not like James Earl Jones. Was was it just just the original recording of James (laughs) Earl Jones? (laughs) I swear to God, they could have pitched it down just a little bit to make him sound older, slowed it down a hair, and probably passed off most of his Yeah, like brush it up a little bit for sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, he's 88 years old. Like, sure, I I get this. But in this big cast photo, Beyonce wasn't fucking there. She was photoshopped in because she's fucking Beyonce and she couldn't fucking be there and she had to be fucking photoshopped fucking in. Yeah, you want to know why? Fucking photoshop James Earl Jones in. So why you think that James Earl Jones Jones and Beyonce were having a thing? And that's (laughs) no, no. I think they were fucking when the picture was taken. They just put him in the dirty dog. I don't give a fuck what he was doing or she was doing. (laughs) They didn't put him in the picture. This is fucking James Earl Jones. God damn it. Well, yeah. here's what I'll do. I'll get that poster and I'll open it up on my paint program here. And yes, I will thank you. Right. Cut, cut well, his head. Off also, furthermore, picture. I want to bet money that James Earl Jones was, I guess, not on set. There wasn't really a set for this. This took place in a writer's room and a studio, like a, a recording it took studio. Place in VR. Like there was no normal filming those people did not interact with each other ever no yeah i was gonna say beyonce didn't even leave her fucking house probably not there's i guarantee you she was like well how much do i need to pay for all the equipment to be brought here and fly everyone here and i have rooms they can stay here and we'll just work 24 hours and get this done fuck you mean they got a recording studio in their house they're probably just like yeah i'll do it just give me the script Oh this yeah, tell me what I need to fucking say. I know the Lion King. That I can get this done. Stupid of me to think that Jay Z and Beyonce don't have a means to capture audio in there. Exactly. <laughs> in the fucking bathroom, even probably like everywhere. Sick. Oh, I, can you imagine you the reverb in their bathroom? Their huh. bathroom's probably the size of my house, but all tile. Yeah, but it's got baffling all over it. It's fine. It's it's acoustically treated for recording. <laughs> yes. For you never know when that inspiration is going to strike. And when they're fucking singing in the shower, they need it to sound singing good. Singing on the shitter. <laughs> that too. I think they record their farts and play them back for each other. Yeah, sure. Definitely. For sure. okay. I don't know why we went there, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on from the Lion King. Moving on from Lion King. I honest, I honestly want you guys to watch one of the new episodes of Queer Eye because I've only watched two and I love them. Uh, in the newest episode, 
or the first episode of the newest season, they visit the high school that Jonathan Van Ness went to. And they, you know how pretty much every teacher has a, like a third, 25, 30 year veteran teacher that has been <clears throat> teaching since the Soviet Union existed. And, you know, they kind of go above and beyond for their students and they spend ridiculous hours. I think every, I think every school has that. But for me, it was definitely yeah. Mr. Jennings at the school. I don't know where y'all went, but uh, yeah, they they go there, and this lady has had the same mullet for like thirty years, and <laughs> they give her like a makeover. They redo the teachers' lounge because they're like, "Look, you love being a teacher, you." And she's like the orchestra, the band, the the choir teacher. She does. She's in charge of directing plays. Yeah, she said that. She said that it's a it's a good night if she gets home for the ten o'clock news. Yeah. The, the I, I saw that too. And the students were saying that she would often be there at least till ten o'clock. Yeah, they they were saying that it's it's not uncommon for her to be there past midnight. Yeah. And so they I don't know, it 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 was really cool because she's involved in the arts and she's so freaking dedicated and she's been doing this shit forever. And uh it was really cool to see all the shit that they did, but they redid the teacher's lounge to where it was actually it was like more of a cafe and then in the other episode that i watched there was a paralyzed guy that they he was living in a house that wasn't designed for somebody in a wheelchair and was Mm -hmm. like turning his stove on with a wooden spoon and smacking the knob into place and they went through and cut all of his countertops down and just taught him a bunch of shit redid his hair honestly I really want you guys to watch Queer Eye because it's one of my fucking favorite shows. Yeah, but that sounds real wholesome. Like, did you see that smothered where the mom and the daughter fucking share the (laughs) bathwater? That's the shit that I'm into, dude. (laughs) You don't like the wholesome? You like shit that makes your skin crawl? Yeah, dude. (laughs) No, they they are definitely very wholesome and and very touching. I thought... It's it's totally unrelated. Well, it's not really unrelated, but the that crippled guy, he's he was crippled because he got shot. And yeah. in that episode, he shit. he fucking not not confronts, but he he converses with the dude that shot him. He sits down in like a hotel lobby with the dude that is responsible for him being in a wheelchair. Get also, someone that pointed a gun at him and shot him like four times. Yeah, it, it, is and, it, and it does it ever come across as staged? Like, does it seem it? It's it's so whole it, it is so wholesome that at times I'm like, this can't be real, but also I think that the five of them honestly have something really awesome happening to where like Karamo's a really good chatter. I think Jonathan kind of just overwhelms them with his flamboyance and they're like, This ain't so bad. And then they start to open up. And then Bobby, the design person, just pretty much gives them their dream room or rooms jonathan also completely overhauls like their hair and makeup and usually their beard and almost always they love it more than their old hair and then tan gives them a completely new wardrobe and i've actually heard that they specifically take them to stores that they can like afford to shop at they don't take them to like luxury stores and they're like oh Oh, just come get this yeah, or they like don't that. say, oh, it's just not, use like this product in your hair every day that costs a hundred dollars for a little, little tiny sample bottle. Yeah, it's not like that pimp my ride situation where they're like, we're going to set up all this shit for you. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you owe us a shitload of money. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they're actually doing it seemingly with the with the the person or the subject in mind. And I don't know, it's such a oh, that's good. Yeah. such a killer. They're, they're fucking dudes. Show. 
They are good dudes. You're coming up on a real good one. I don't know if it's the next one or not, but it involves a, a, a Latino girl and, uh, you know, she's dealing with some racism in her neighborhood and stuff. And that one, that one was really like relatable yeah. from my standpoint, you know, and yeah, it right. Was good. Your fiance's dealt with that shit, right? Yeah, for sure. All righty. Well, before we get any deeper, I think that's really all I have to share on what I did. I, I would love, I would love for Matt and Lyle to watch an episode of Queer Eye, even though I know it's not in your wheelhouse. You oh, may like it. If it was like some, my 600 pound oh, okay. queer, not something I'm going to sit there that. and watch often. Right. I usually watch an episode or two. And- oh, it just reminds me of like those old house shows with Ty, whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and those, they, I don't know. It just reminds it's me not, too much of those. It's not as pretentious as that shit. Right. It's a lot more down to earth, especially like in later, in more recent seasons. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that's it, Trace. If you want to, I think I think that's about yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Matt and I are going to hang around. We're going to talk about Hollywood for a little bit. Uh, spoilers are going to be coming, so you know, tune out when the music hits if you don't want to listen to that. Hell yeah! So we got Instagram and Twitter. We're Game Quest Log on there. Facebook. We are just regular old Game Quest. Uh, you can find a Discord link in the show notes. Please join us, chat with us, hang out, play games with us. I'm currently playing WoW semi-regularly, probably more than yeah, any other if, game that I play. Yeah, but if you want to play good games too, we also do that. So <laughs> Right, yeah. if you guys want to play something truly uh, entertaining that people care about and put a lot of hard-working hours into, you can join up with them and play some games. Um, <laughs> other than that, I think you are going to take your war, get the fuck out, and especially get the fuck out if you don't like spoilers for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Bye! Yeah. So who's hanging around for this? Not us. All right. All right. See you guys later. Later. <laughs> All right. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Let's jump right into it. Uh, this is Quentin Tarantino's ninth movie, right? It is his ninth. That is supposedly second to last penultimate film for him. Um, so you said earlier that this is an anti-Tarantino movie, right? Like essentially, it, it doesn't feel. It feels like a Tarantino movie but not in the way that his previous been. When you go into a Tarantino movie, you expect a touch of the old violence and like 10 minute long dialogues. This movie doesn't really have any of that. Like it splits its time between its characters a lot more frequently than his previous have. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it felt a lot like a Pulp Fiction that wasn't as interconnected as Pulp Fiction was. Um, you so i'll just say right off the bat i don't know if i kind of liked this movie or fucking hated this movie like those are my two (laughs) options here um because yeah so like i think it did have those tarantino moments like there was a lot of leonardo dicaprio's character just doing his thing going through rehearsing things screaming at himself uh being on set of a movie and having a monologue like there was just a lot of that that shit especially from his point of view but there were definitely those so I, I don't I don't really know how to attack this without just saying the things I didn't like about it. I it was fucking beautiful. Like the movie was very uh-huh. well shot. The the scenes that worked worked really well. The twist at the end, let's just say, you know, the whole movie is building up to okay, you know that 
these Manson murders happened and it was Sharon Tate. It was her unborn child. It was the friends at the house. At the house. And, yep. And the entire movie's building up to that. And then they show up to do it. And DiCaprio's character fucking screams at him in the road. And for some reason, this one cult chick is like, hey, what if we just didn't listen to Charles Manson and we just killed the actor instead? And they're like, "Okay, let's fucking do it. I think it was meant to be let's kill this guy as well and then continue on up to. Yeah, I can see that as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, Why not do that second? I don't know. But yeah, who the fuck knows? (laughs) So the there was so much of this movie that was made to make you think that Sharon Tate was the important one to intentionally throw you off of the I fact that she was think, not going to be involved at all. I think that she was one of the more important members of this movie. For that exact, it's really hard because I've thought long and hard about it. Like I said in the Discord, I haven't had a movie stay with me like this for multiple days at a time where I wake up fucking thinking about it in a long ass time. Um, I was going to kind of like this movie for me, like I expected typical Tarantino, you know, with, you know, an actual plot that wasn't in the background of the movie. This movie to me was more a slice of life. You're watching Cliff, you're watching Rick, you're watching Sharon Tate as they just go about their daily lives in Hollywood. And it's just like following them around, watching some great actors do their shit, give a masterclass on acting how to act, you know? Mm-hmm. And then then you get to the, the end of the movie and it's the fantasy part of it where they completely twist the Manson murders on their head. And um like I think like the sum of the parts is better than the sum of the whole like the whole movie was kind of weird and that it didn't have the overarching plot. Like you know you still had you had Cliff going out to Spawn Ranch and that whole little subplot there, but not everything, like you said, it wasn't tied together in a nice little bow uh, for everything. Yeah, like, so, if this movie did not have that final confrontation, I think it would be, like, very bottom of the rung, like, people fucking hate this thing. Because I, it, it's I, all about that misdirection. Yeah, you you need that last bit. And to that point as well, it wouldn't work because they literally have Chekhov's flamethrower in there twice before that final yes. confrontation. And I, I know this is horrible. These were terrible murders. Changed fucking history. I was laughing my ass off the entire fucking time when they came into the house and Brad Pitt is sitting there high as fuck. Just and just laughing his ass off, doing the finger guns. And then like the fucking, he comes in and like, yeah, I'm the devil. I'm here to do the devil's work. And he's like, nah, it was something stupider than that. When it was something him. stupider than that. <laughs> and then he chucks the fucking dog food can and goes fucking Bruce Lee on their asses. And it was oh. funny as hell. And fucking I... <laughs> DiCaprio's character scrambling out of the pool, deciding to go get a fucking flamethrower and light that chick on fire. Like, it was absurd. Yeah. It was brilliant. It made the movie for me. Just to if to that wasn't there, Nick, who'd been screaming for twenty fucking minutes, <laughs> had a dog. Like, like I, oh God, like that that whole scene where where Brad Pitt's high totally just reminded me of. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, it, Burn After Reading was. Yes, you know he was just this happy go lucky dude. And I just had that scene in my head where he's in the closet and he just like fucking smiles at, I think it was John Malkovich and just gets shot yeah. in the fucking head, dude. I was just like, oh, he's just going to get straight up killed, right? Like they I thought, yeah. And he's just going to get fucking shot so abruptly. And and no, like he, he fucks him up, dude. And it was, 
he and his dog he and his dog fuck him up and that like that sort of made some of the things I didn't like about the movie a little better. Like they had this, they had this dude cast as Charles Manson and he shows up for exactly one scene. He says like 10 words and you never see him again. And they had this dude cast as Bruce Lee, which is really, he was a really spot on Bruce Lee, Mm -hmm. even though he acted like a complete asshole, which is not like, here's the thing with that one. This is a fantasy movie. I'm pretty sure that was Brad Pitt as cliff, just kind of playing up his importance as to why, they kicked him off the fucking lot. Like, I'm pretty sure that yeah, was just was... his recollection fueled by, you know, copious amounts of alcohol. And um, so it, I, it is. Yeah. I don't like, think that he was slammed Bruce Lee into a car and dented that heavy ass metal motherfucker like that at all. So. But but it was used to build up how much of a badass he is, right? Like He's this yeah. war vet. He's yeah. all this stuff. Um, and I should, I should point out, and you actually make a really interesting point that that was seen through his lens. Um, Bruce Lee's daughter actually takes pretty big exception for his portrayal in the movie because he wasn't an asshole. Like people who know Bruce Lee, people who've read like things that Bruce Lee's written, he wasn't an asshole like he was portrayed there. And and she took exception with that. But But you saying that, that it was viewed through his lens. Like, I, I think that totally makes sense. I would I would love to see if, if Tarantino like gives credence to that at some point or, well, or yeah, whatever. He, he does. You see him training Sharon Tate and like actually showing her going, you know, doing the shit with her and not being an asshole. So not bragging and like that kind of shit. So you got that. Like Sharon Tate is in this one. Like I'm going to flat out say my absolute favorite scene in that entire fucking movie is her sitting in the theater giggling with fucking pure joy at other people enjoying her. Like that was my absolute favorite scene of the whole fucking movie. i mean and, in, in, a, in a vacuum for sure but i just don't think it added anything to the movie like well she's like the glue with the whole fucking thing like i mean sure you could have had cliff and rick just doing their fucking thing but having this other perspective with her and um the fucking rapist name her husband uh polanski polanski like, because Rick's whole thing at the beginning of the movie is like, hey, if I get into one good pool party with them, my career is set. And what happens at the fucking end of the movie? He gets into a big ass pool party and gets invited up the hill. Like, it all right. ties together in some way or another. And I do agree. Like, she is outlier. She doesn't interact. She barely has any speaking lines, although Margot Robbie fucking kills every scene she's in, along with all of them i think mm-hmm. um but she's still the glue that kind of the fly trap that brings everything together yeah i think i just i just came away from it feeling like tarantino who's obviously been inspired by these old westerns just really wanted an excuse to like remake um what the fuck was the name of that show that he was in that cliff was in uh fucking christ i will that was fairly annoying quite honestly yeah, at the like, beginning of the movie yeah. Well, well, that the, the, the bounty law thing was, was weird, but it was over pretty quick. But uh, Lancer. Uh, so Lancer was an actual show. And I, I, I don't know. It just felt like this weird. It felt like a passion project. It felt like an early independent movie where he wanted to remake those old style Westerns, even though he's just made two Westerns um, that he wanted to, like, have a lot of that in there. I didn't think that any of the scenes where um cliff not cliff uh dicaprio his character um is actually acting where he's on set with timothy oliphant and everything i don't think any of that actually worked with the exception of when he's talking to the little girl and he has that like that realization that he or comes to terms with the feeling that he is is old and can no longer do it you know um 
Well, I, I think that's the whole point because when he's read, when he's talking with the girl on the and he's reading that book and he comes to that realization like holy shit like kill and then she tells him you know like the actor's job is to get as you fucking can but it's never one hundred percent achievable so you just keep going for it and then he goes in does a scene forgets his lines goes to the trailer has a fucking meltdown and comes back and nails it. Like, I think each character had a specific arc that he wanted to do. And I think it was served brilliantly. Like for me, like watching this movie, I just enjoyed watching the characters do their shit. Like I, after right. about halfway through, I didn't really plot or anything because it was like, you're watching DiCaprio play it being a cowboy while Brad Pitt was actually going out and doing cowboy shit at Spawn Ranch and that kind of thing. You know, like I just enjoyed watching them. I took it at face value for, was like it's an actor going through a midlife crisis it's a stunt guy realizing like he's probably fucked uh at, at this point in his life like he's dead broke that kind of thing you know but um i don't know yeah it, it, was just... it worked in a weird way for me because it was so fucking like that is not tarantino at all like it ended on like, a good note dicaprio was better off than when he started like what the fuck <laughs> yeah like that 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 is anti Tarantino for sure. But it like it he, only he could have made this movie. Right? Oh, like, for there's, fucking sure. there's nobody else that could have made this movie. And like, there's nobody else that at least not that I can think of that pushes the boundaries of how to tell a story because you don't get, you don't get actual conflict in this movie until the end. Like there's not like external conflict. There's, there's DiCaprio dealing with, with his, you know, internal feelings. There's cliff dealing with his, but you don't get the physical conflict until the very end. It's yeah, all implied. Cliff it's goes all, to Spawn Ranch. Like that's it. And that's like 75% of the way through the fucking movie. Yeah. Un- until the moment where the tire is slashed, like yeah, everything exactly. else, it's got this creepy feeling, but you're not like, I never once at, at any point during that thought, like, Oh, Cliff's in danger. Right. I just was like, Oh, what are these weird motherfuckers going to do? And yeah, and, like that, know, that scene you know, where he's going, into the house like it was tense but it's like okay we all know george is there because they're drugging him and you know forcing the girls to sleep with them in order to keep pacified we know that from mm-hmm. history and then uh it was tense but yeah there was no real point in danger so i i wonder the the thing that i wonder the most and maybe this is like the last thing i have to say about this movie is i wonder how somebody who has no idea what happened would feel about this movie because if you don't have it in your brain that Charles Manson convinced these people to kill Sharon Tate and, and her friends. Not, none of this stuff makes any sense. Like you, you don't get any of the feelings that, Oh, he's at spawn ranch. These are the fucking weirdos. This is the Manson family. They're going to go after Sharon Tate. And then they pull up and you're like, Oh, what, what are these people doing here? We don't quite know because it's never stated until in the car. He's like, Manson told us to do this. Like, yeah. And yeah, and then I, it's immediately thrown under. Like I, I don't I don't know I don't know if that moment where he says Charlie told us to kill the people who live at that house up until five minutes later when they go into see Cliff. Like I don't know that that makes the rest of the movie, the build up for Sharon, any of that stuff, like actually impact like knowing what actually happened does. I think he expects you to definitely have at least some passing knowledge of the Manson murder. So I, I do agree with you on that point. If you don't know about them, it's going to fall flat. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, and like, I, ha- and I have seen that like uh, in the Twitter film sphere, people are like, well, why is it so fucking important? And it's like, this is a huge fucking event. Go research it and go watch the movie again. It may make a little more sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, shit that happened in fucking 69. Like, yeah. 
you and I weren't alive for that. Uh, we know about, I don't even know how we know about it. Uh, maybe just like that was Pop culture you know, dissemination? the, the, the like, Marilyn Manson thing. I don't know. Like we know about it somehow, but we have no reason to actually know about that unless we were yeah. clued in on looking for it. Yeah. But as you know, people who were born in 2000 are old enough to see this movie. 2001 are old enough to see this R rated movie. I wonder if they have any idea. And, and going forward, I think that Tarantino's movies have aged pretty well. But as younger and younger people see this one, I I just wonder if it's going to become less and less effective because people are not going to know. You know, yeah, Charles Manson's dead. Like, we will not yeah, hear about Charles Manson there, anymore. Like, they're going to be like, who the, why the fuck are we following this blonde chick around when she has no bearing on the main character's story like yeah like she lives next door yeah. who the fuck cares like yeah yeah she has 12 lines or something like i don't know it's i i don't know how to find anybody who has who has no idea what this is but um, you know what this movie feels like it feels like someone is telling you a story and going five completely different tangents and then finally managed to bring it home as landing and yeah that's like, it's yeah kind of stream of consciousness for sure yeah yeah so it's not my favorite Tarantino. I did enjoy it. I can't wait to see what he fucking does next. And then he, apparently he's ending his movie career, fucking Star Trek movie. So we'll see how that fucking yeah, goes. That's that's unfair. I would. I mean, uh, I think this of a lot of people, but I would love to see Tarantino make a horror movie because he pulled off some uh, like tense moments really well in this. And the fucking the fucking gore like that. Yeah, I, I would love to see him uh, like full on oh horror. Um, but. Yeah, taking a can of dog food to the face and screaming for 25 minutes was... <laughs> that fucking thwack, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't, I, maybe I'll have to watch it again. I mean, you bring up some interesting points about uh, some of those scenes that I didn't actually like. So uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll have to see it again before I make my like final determination on whether I like or don't like this movie. <laughs> Keep an eye out for the flamethrower. It shows up a lot. And I didn't realize it until after, you know, the final scene that, oh, wait, that was there the whole fucking time. Of course it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to love seeing the special features of this, the making of the, all, all that deleted scenes, everything. I'm, I'm going to oh, yeah. like, this is yeah. probably what I'm buying on for just for that exact reason. For sure. Yeah. Incidentally, when the fuck are we going to fix that and add that shit to digital? Come on. Right? I know I know they want to convince you to buy the discs, but why? I, I, there's there's some like the Avengers movies. They have like a couple of little, but God damn it. I miss watching Re- Lord of the Rings all the way through and then watching the fucking 10 hours of special one. Like, yeah. God damn. I, I get that it's weird because of places that play like uh, your Netflixes and stuff aside, right? Because you could definitely just have like a separate quote unquote episode that has your special features but like places like voodoo and stuff where you're just loading the movie i get that it's difficult to have special features but i think we should solve that but that's a different conversation that's not related necessarily <laughs> uh so yeah i mean that's that's my final determination is i'm gonna have to see it again before i decide i definitely want to see it again well actually i don't know because that was a fucking two and a half hour so i may just wait until it comes out and i can watch it from the company yeah damn yeah like i probably <laughs> won't go back to the theater for it but i will definitely like rent it before i decide whether i'm gonna buy it or not word all right well thanks for thanks for chatting about this i, I yeah, came away feeling a little better about it at the very least so <laughs> and thanks to the people that stuck around for the extra yeah. 15 minutes to listen to his bullshit right and hopefully you either liked or didn't like the movie, depending on how you wanted to feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we'll see everybody next week. Yeah.